Hello and welcome to Shepherd's Fold Ministries. We're glad that you've joined us for today's encouragement podcast. I'm Brent Van Hook, Director of Shepherd's Fold. Thank you for listening in. We want to encourage all ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we produce this podcast in the hopes that God will use it to touch your life and bring encouragement to you. In fact, we've added a new feature, and that is if you'd like to share with us some of what God has done in your life, especially in terms of bringing encouragement to the call on which he has placed on your life, we'd like to know more about it. So learn more at shepherdsfoldministries.com. We have a link right there for you to share with us some of the work that God has done in encouraging your life. Today I have a special guest. It's Brian Schmelzenbaugh from Africa. We were able to connect through Zoom and as he works through the Luke Commission to do some work for Christ in that area of Africa. We're going to pick up the interview when he's telling us about the work that he's doing and the work that's taking place through the Luke Commission in Africa. Well, uh, as you mentioned, my name is Brian. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I came to know him uh, as a fifth grader in large part because of the seeds planted by my family, but then ultimately because it had to be a personal relationship with him. Uh, It's been a wild ride for many years now. I have fallen short many times, but he's always been faithful to pull me back. I'm a husband of um, Missy, uh, almost 28 years of marriage now. Um, We're the parents of two kids. Katie is our daughter. She's getting married later this year. And our son, Peyton, is in the third year of university in Nashville. Um, God's called and invited me to be uh, with him or join him in what he's already doing in the great kingdom of Eswatini, formerly known as Swaziland. I serve with a, a compassionate medical ministry team called the Luke Commission. And our mission is to deliver compassionate, comprehensive health care to Uh, the most isolated and underserved populations of Southern Africa. Uh, We see very, in a very real way that compassionate medicine is uh, a wonderful way to open the door to the gospel. In that I serve with staff development, with our staff development team. We have more than 500 full-time staff members on our team and our responsibility in staff development is to grow them in character, leadership, and spiritual development to better equip them to impact their nation. We served almost 117,000 patients last year alone, partnering with the Ministry of Health in Eswatini to be a a major responder to COVID-19 taking in to our ICU critical and severe COVID-19 cases, and in all of that, ministering to the patients and their families. Well, God is doing so many great things through his ministry, through you, and we're so excited about that. We want to bring encouragement to all ministers today. So I want to raise a few questions, and then I'd like your insights regarding those. So here's the first question. Why are ministers important? Well, I'm, I'm convinced that um, if there's any importance uh, in ministers, it would have to deal with the message that we carry. Uh, Genesis 1 tells us that we are created in his image, and as his uh, image bearers, uh, we have an important message to carry. So in and of ourselves, I don't think we're that important, but the message we carry is dramatically important. I kind of like what um, um, I read in Eugene Peterson's message in Psalms 45, 17, we kind of exist to make his name famous. Mm. So the message we carry is, is certainly all about him. And for me personally, you know, even as I read Paul's letter, I think Paul did a, um, a good encouragement to the church at Corinth in chapter three of his first letter to them, 
when he um, is talking to the church and he says to them, but what is Paul? What is Apollos? We're just servants. God gave us the opportunity. God causes the growth. And I think um, within, within the church, a uh, great reminder for me oftentimes comes is that um, I'm only as important as the message that I carry. Hmm. And in the message that I carry, it gives, it gives value to me because um, I represent the King of Kings. We represent the King of Kings in the message he's called us to share. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, let's take the next step and ask uh, th- this next question then. Why should ministers keep going and not give up? Uh, maybe part of the encouragement here would be a part of um, just the previous answer that we gave. You know, it's not about us. We should never give up. We should never quit because the message that we carry is not about us. It's all about him. Um, it's not about our comfort. It's not even about our success in ministry. God's writing a story, uh, and the story is not about us. We're not even the main characters. We're not even words on the page, but I think we are ink in the pen. And um, we cannot clog the pen because it impacts the clarity of the message that he is writing. Uh, Of course, we're tempted. Many times we may be tempted. Jesus was tempted. I am taken back by that, the honesty of scripture, the honesty even of that moment where Jesus was in the garden on the night he was being crucified and he wanted to give up. You know, if, if it's possible for this cup to pass from me, he was talking to his father very honestly in that. In all honesty, maybe many ministers have asked that same question. Is it possible for this cup to pass from me? But in the end, it's not about us. Um, it's about his will. One of my favorite books that I've read recently is a book. It's called Embracing Obscurity. I think I kind of like what the author does. In part of it, he, he exegetes a little bit of that passage in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, to have the same attitude in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, the attitude of um, submission and servanthood and humility and, and obedience. Um, Jesus never made it about himself. He lived in obscurity for almost 30 years and any notoriety that he had in his ministry was not about what he sought. It had everything to do about what was thrust upon him. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Very good. Hey, in a few moments, I'll bring today's podcast to a close. But before I do, is there a word of encouragement that you'd like to bring today? Um, maybe, the, maybe the biggest encouragement that I would um, bring would be kind of by way of a challenge. Um, And I think um, my challenge and my encouragement would be um, to be more intentional in declaring your gratitude out loud. I think we need to do better at being grateful and declaring that that the gratefulness that we have. Uh, Brent, maybe I can spin the table on you. You've been asking me questions. So let me ask you a question by way of example. Uh, If I were to ask you this question, um, what would you respond right off? What are three things that you're grateful for right now? A relationship with God, my family, and basic needs being met. Well, I I know that um, your listeners don't have the privilege of seeing your face in this Mm -hmm. podcast, but I do. Mm -hmm. And um, something that I find rather intriguing is what I've discovered hundreds and hundreds of times. I've asked this question of our staff. uh, I've asked it of many patients and even visitors here. And inevitably they have done exactly what you just did. I have yet to see somebody answer that question. What are three things you're grateful for? To answer it out loud without smiling. 
<laughs> I think one of the single greatest things we can do to impact our happiness is to express our gratitude. Mm. Now, I did notice something in you, that you did too. The first one you answered rather quickly, the second one rather quickly, and the third one, there was a little mental gymnastic that you were doing and there was a slight, slight pause. And in the third one, you were thinking, well, wait a minute, I only get to list three, but I've got 10 or 20 I can think of right now. <laughs> that's right. That's so right. If, I <laughs> if I list this third one, am I saying that I'm not grateful for the ones that I didn't list? So I think inherently we have, we have a stream of gratefulness in us, but I, I don't know that we're being very good at expressing that gratitude out loud. And I think we need to be far more intentional in expressing our gratitude. I, I live and serve and minister in a nation um, that is filled with grateful people, but yet the majority of them may live below um, uh, international standards of poverty in less than $1.90 US a day. But they're some of the most grateful people. And, uh, and I believe an attitude of gratefulness expressed will do more to diminish our entitlement. It will do more to diminish our discontent than almost anything else. I think if I could encourage for us to be more intentional in our gratitude, it will not only impact us. Now, I want you to notice, if you noticed, uh, as I asked you the question, you answered it with a smile, but you probably noticed while you were answering it, I was smiling because your gratitude was impacting me. And I think our gratitude can impact those around us if we're intentional. Wonderful, wonderful words and a good exercise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Brian, thank you for being our guest today on the Shepherd's Fold podcast. Listeners, again, you can learn more about us at shepherdsfoldministries.com. Brian, once again, thank you for being our special guest. My pleasure. God bless you. God bless your listeners. Amen.